0: Sports with Katie Nolan is fueled by Gatorade. Whatever path you take to greatness, Gatorade is there to fuel it. Greatness starts with a G.
1: Last warning, and feel what? free to keep this in, I just, I have a lot of heartburn, and so a lot of burps come through. I That's try the to the start of the podcast, them. Travis. You're going to leave that in there. I mute them. Right? You know, I mute my mic when possible, okay. but it's just a lifelong affliction of heartburn, and the burps cannot be helped.
0: Okay. So, I- so apologies in advance for the burps.
1: Well, to you personally, because you can see me. I'll mute my microphone. I'm not a barbarian. I'm not going to burp. You can do it
0: every time. Every time you burp, you mute.
1: I can feel it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I'd like to teach. You
1: have a little visual. I can't wait to see because (laughs) I,
0: I, my boyfriend is an acid reflux kid and he seems to think he can't ever keep them from coming out. Well, you know can't are coming. Oh, they shock him. He's can't surprised by his own. He's like Myrtle with farts. He shocks himself with the sound of his own burps.
1: You can only hope that the public around you can understand. I just
0: it. watched it happen. It just happened while we were talking about it, didn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hello,
0: pumpkins. Welcome to sports. The podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts with a deep dive on acid reflux. Uh, I'm Katie <laughs> Nolan. It's Thursday. And your girl did it. She got a guest. You know, she's let you down before, but not this time. Nope. She came through in the clutch and she got a guest. And it's a fire guest. It's a bur she's burning up from her heart to her tweets. It's <laughs> Haley O'Shaughnessy, folks. Hi. Hello. Uh, this is different for me. I've been cheating lately. Basically, this podcast story of its life is that we got up to two, two episodes a week and lost my co-host. So I didn't know what to do with the second day. So I've been I turned it into an interview show and I cheat. I have my friends on. I talk to the people I already know. You, though, I don't know you We've never met. First time I'm seeing your very, we're going to talk about your skincare routine because your face is just pleasant Um, and mine's a mess, but whatever, we're working through it. Uh, We've never met, but I follow you on Twitter. I mean, this is such a thing that I I feel like if you're a little bit older than me, you roll your eyes because it just sounds like we've met on the internet, but we're like friends, but we're not friends. Uh, And so I'm excited to use this. I'm excited to use this episode to find out more about you along with our audience because uh, Is this I think a friendship
1: in- tryout? Yeah, I, for me. I feel like- Okay, then I'm going to uh, dock a point off myself and uh, take a break to let my dog in because she's yes. whining at the door and she's okay. furious at in. me. Hold let, on one second. I'm That's taking okay. my headphones out, so just say all the things you don't like about me in the next 13 seconds.
0: Okay. She's um, too pretty. I don't know. That's- Sounds fake, but it's really the only thing I don't like. Myrtle's here on my lap, and I think that's why her dog uh, probably wants to be a part of it.
1: What's your dog's name? Um, her name is Alphaba, like after the wicked character. My mom named her. That's really sweet. So I call sweet. her Elfie. Yeah. Elfie. She's perfect.
0: Tell Elfie Myrtle says, sup. Elfie. She's asleep.
1: Elfie. Myrtle says, hi. Oh my God, those eyes. she looks like she's i don't know like honestly i have no idea the mix of whatever is the streetiest possible she looks like she came straight from the street because that's where we found her yeah myrtle's a mutt too yeah from the streets can i see this
0: dog or no we're just i'm never gonna see the dog oh yeah hold on i mean Mm -hmm. travis she was like so cute and i it's like let me let me see it i literally tried to grab her and she and laid on her back that's instantly fine. to be pet on her back yeah i get it i get it it's a good start to a podcast right everyone's really enjoying this i think <gasps> oh what a street <laughs> dog oh my god Is she got the cutest thing so ever cute i've never even seen it that's like corgi ears <laughs> yeah. with a terrier it's got she's got myrtle's eyebrow face i think fierce. she has
1: schnauzer in the face too yeah that if is you the end up keeping this part her. in i'll post a picture of her yes that i take do. after this recording what so people know
0: what you cutie. saw <laughs> she's so cute myrtle just got jealous because my voice went up in a way it usually <laughs> only does for her that's a real cute pup myrtle's like i'm I not doing it
1: for more. you anymore
0: yeah no you still do it for me i love you uh i love a mutt i think mutts are the
1: cutest i also
0: feel like dogs might find the term mutt offensive and we should probably find another word for it if you think about uh, it it's kind of a that's dog something slur.
1: i hadn't you know what i do get offended when people i'll be you know whatever you meet people on the streets because people love dogs and they'll say she's so scrappy i can say that okay yeah, yeah that's
0: exactly you it. can't
1: say that
0: yeah Myrtle's got like gray hair and she's only, she's not even two yet. And people will be like, she's so old. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me.
1: She's an old soul. Okay. Myrtle's in the prime of her life.
0: Myrtle's, this isn't her first rodeo. It's not her first time on earth as a dog, is it? Oh, I think she was a philosopher in a past life. Haley O'Shaughnessy (laughs) works at Blue Wire Pot. She's a co-host of Spinsters with Jordan Liggins. You guys are great. Thank you. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful listen.
1: Uh, formerly, you may know her from The Ringer. What was before The Ringer? Um, I was, you might know me from, uh, I was a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Where? I was a waitress at this place called J. Alexander's, which is a steakhouse in Louisville, Kentucky. And before the steakhouse, I had humble beginnings. I worked at a fried chicken place. And the fried chicken place was way better. Well, the chicken was way better there. And I enjoyed that because the guys in the back loved basketball. And well, Jay Alexander's, they love basketball, too. I actually threatened to quit uh, both places on multiple occasions. (laughs) But but Jay Alexander's, (laughs) once specifically, because he was not going to let me off in time to catch. Jay Alexander himself? The man, yep. Was not going to let you. Yeah, watch a basketball game. The GM of the restaurant was not going to let me watch game <laughs> was it five or six of the two thousand and sixteen finals, NBA Finals, um, mm-hmm. which was obviously the year when the Cavaliers won. They came back from the three and one deficit. and I literally was like, I'll quit. I'll walk out of here. You won't see me tomorrow. And that'll be it. And so he let me go. Oh, and as I was racing home, um I got pulled over. No. Yeah. And the cop like looked at my ID and looked back at me and looked at my ID and was like, oh, shag Hennessy. And I was like, are you f- kidding? Like in my mind, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he let me go. He thought it was hilarious. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, I like that you said
0: you had to say you had humble beginnings because you were afraid that working at a steakhouse would make you sound too fancy. I appreciate of course. that. I of think course. that's did you have to wear a white apron?
1: Because I'm not I a did. member of the bourgeoisie. Yeah, right. I'm a. I don't no, have a we, country club membership. I wore a, membership. a black black apron. It was fancier. And then yeah, no the... white apron. They said was fancy.
0: I never understood that. I was like, look, dude, we serve ketchup.
2: At you wheat. can see you every stain. Yeah,
0: you cannot have me out here in a white. But you'd get in trouble if it was stained. It's it really was torture. It was torture. Did you have to dress like a guy? Did you have to wear it like a, a, a suit and tie? Yes,
1: I can tie a tie. Me- um, I could. If you ever want to be in it. a rom-com with me the morning after, I could tie your tie. Um, I'm qualified made. to do that. just a bread. anyone out there who would like to do that with me. Um, I had to, you had to put your hair back. I couldn't have yep. my hair down, which makes yep. sense. It's food. That's gross. Yep. But I couldn't even have like a long ponytail, like a cute, this is before I cut my hair really short. It's not short right now, actually. It's the pandemic. I let everything go. I mean, I haven't cut mine like a year and a half or two years. We're both. It's it's a shame people can't see this. This is the most (laughs) comfortable I've been on a recording in some time because I know there's not video. We both have, but our buns both look really good.
0: Oh no, mine's mine's trash, but yours looks great.
1: Thank you. But I I, see every time you give me a compliment, you can't just deflect. Okay,
0: I look sick. I had earrings on. I put earrings on, and then I took them off because they were clicking against my headphones. But I did try. The effort was there.
1: I do that every single recording, thinking that this time they're not going to click. But all I do is shake my head when I talk.
0: Me too. Move our heads around. Uh, So you were a waitress, a server.
1: Server. I believe Mm -hmm. is the term. Right. Yeah, I need to stop saying waitress.
0: I know me too, but it's just I used to because I was. Well, it's how I
1: thought when at the time, that's how I introduced myself. So that's how I – Right. You're just used to it. I would never call a – Somebody else a waitress. No, never. Yeah. Server. But I'm only (laughs) – Yeah. Only putting down ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the theme. You've tapped into the theme of the
0: podcast is let's compliment everybody except ourselves. Um, how did, why basketball? When did you fall in love with basketball?
1: Um, my dad and I would always, well, actually that's a lie. My dad, my mom, the whole family, we always watched Louisville basketball games. My parents both went to Louisville. My mom played soccer there. And that was like the defining sport activity of my childhood besides the ones I played was watching Louisville basketball and football, but basketball was always just more fun for me with my family. And then my dad and I started to have, you know, deeper conversations about it. And he would, he, you know, you think this is cool. Like you should have been around for magic Johnson. And then he'd like, you know, pull up the YouTube videos or talk about him playing one through five, like there, and you know, it kind of like, it goes back into history and he knew what he was doing because I love history. So. I was it was still college. I was like a huge college fan up until high school when I had a boyfriend um, who I actually just looked up the other day and saw his mugshot. So I'll be sending that to you shortly. Oh, it's honestly a pretty cute picture. I was going to say, does he look good? (laughs) Like, uh, it's really cute. Um, (laughs) He was a huge KD fan, huge Texas fan. So we would watch those games together. I was mostly sticking in whatever conference Louisville was in that week. You know, they went through that stage where they they switched a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What was in high school? That was before they switched around in college. But anyway, we would watch. We broke up, obviously. But I loved KD. I I was like, I'm not stopping with this guy. So I followed him to the league. I started watching NBA, and then I realized this is actually – this is great. This is, like, where it is. So – that's when I really, really, really started following NBA closely. I'd always watched like the playoffs um, before, but never, never really the full thing. So there are like definitely gaps in some of my early aughts NBA knowledge that everyone else just knows so yeah, intimately. I and I'm like, accept them. exactly. Well, and then you get into college, you realize like, oh, I'm an NBA fan now. And people are like, yeah, well, what about, and you get the whole, like the yeah. thing you realize when you're um, a woman and you're like learning to love sports. So, yeah, they're there. At least yeah. you
0: love history. Uh, I have I no brain for history. It was always my worst subject. I, I mean, I have it no happened it's for, in the past.
1: Get over it. Right. But I can't.
0: I'm over it. I don't want to keep talking about it. Why are we always rehashing it? Uh, I just don't. I can't remember things so I can learn them and then be like, mm, unless there was a
1: storyline to that, I'm not going to remember it. You're I'm like sp- a toxic but with history. Yeah. Get past it. I thought we talked about this already. What? Why are you so stuck on this? I
0: don't
1: know. Uh, <laughs> just gaslighting everyone else yep, who likes this thing. That's me.
0: <laughs> uh, what else? I'm just so interested in you that I'm afraid I'm going to do the thing where I keep getting distracted and we don't actually talk about uh, anything.
1: What do you want to talk about?
0: I don't know. Everything. I want to talk about what, when the moment, how you went from one to the next. How did you get to the ringer? What? We don't have to like talk about the ringer, Um, but like what we
1: can, we can talk about whatever. How Um, did you get to that? What happened for you?
0: Because like, and zoom in, because sometimes people are just like, you know, I was a waiter and then I wasn't. And you're like, oh, all right.
1: No, but But I'm interested. That's that's kind of actually what happened. I was applying. I graduated early and I graduated summa cum laude. Shout out. I was just cum laude. Is that you don't say loudy? Isn't it loudy? I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe you're the smarter <laughs> one so I'll default to you
1: uh well that's like the that's my last like crowning achievement and then it went sharply downhill from there which is why I always bring it up um also because of my <laughs> but anyway I that happened and I graduated a semester early in 2015 I was uh-huh. like let's save some money jeez and that whole spring I was like fast I'm gonna- and
0: well that doesn't make any sense
1: <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna say a tagline like that's the Haley O'Shaughnessy experience but that's just I don't need that attached to me. I like Um, that. I applied to literally everything. I applied to for the win. I applied to. What Would you study? Um, it was like the major was essentially like sports. Yeah, like there's a yeah. They had administrative degrees, and people would do like people have graduated and have done like agent representatives for adidas and agents and like ticket sales and like marketing for yeah it was a lot of that and i realized like pretty early on i picked a major that didn't fit but then i also wasn't super convinced i needed a major
0: yeah i mean i majored in pr uh it taught you about how to you know that has
1: to be helpful
0: it is but it was also a lot of it was like common sense so it was like a stuff that i was like yeah i know how to do this can i go do it
1: Exactly. And I, and, tried it was it a, and I hated it. It was a good, like, okay, I can say this to get into internships and I can still take my women and gender size classes. And yeah, it was, it was good. Um, but it was not extremely helpful. It wasn't like a Northwestern degree yeah. of journalism. Yeah. So right. here comes a burp.
0: That was a big one. She like leaned all the way away and muted, which I don't think you have to d- do both.
1: Well, you can never be too careful. You're right. <laughs> I guess these um, things are powerful. I've lived a long life of this acid reflux, so I was literally applying everywhere. Like I said, for the win. There was a newspaper in Iowa. Um, every <laughs> imagine, literally, I would go on. I think if there was like it. no. My life would have been so. Di- I would be married now. I'd be Mrs. Something Smith, and we'd have three kids, and I would be on head of PTA. Like my life would be way different. Um, yeah. I, I applied literally to everyone. I didn't hear anything. There was this, I forget what the website was. I think it was like journalism jobs or a newspaper job. I don't know, but I applied to every single thing. Nobody called. I got like three calls total. Is it sucks when they
0: don't just call and say like, no, <sighs>
1: it's just tell me like, I'm not good enough. Tell me yeah. something, but like, give me a note. Yes. Or just give me a no. Just email yeah. back and be like, no, you know, at least so I know. And then close the door. One day, months, 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 months later, many tips later, um, I got a call, well, an email from Mallory Rubin, who, of course, is from The Ringer. Yeah. And she said that they were um, trying to fill this blogger position and would I be interested? And yeah, I emailed back with her for a bit. We got on the phone um, some radio silence. And then after a while she was like, well, it got filled. Would you want to be an intern? And I was like, yes. So I signed. I like did the application to be an intern. And that's, um, that's how I got got the the job. Yeah. That's how I got in the door. And then later I got hired and to pull back the curtain because you're right. That is important. It's not just like you wake up one day and I was like, you're not and then the ringer's like hey would you like we're interested um I was told later that full credit goes to Riley McAtee who was then also my editor for a while and who's my friend and now um and he was scouting out like young writers for them and I had had this sports illustrated job in college and not job, it was like a, a soft internship. It wasn't even their official internship. It was like their campus man, something they really internship. just have
0: levels of it.
1: It was like the lowest level. Yeah, you were
0: like a campus rep. I was
1: like, yes, I was a you campus representative. You worked for Red Bull basically, but it was Sports Illustrated. 100%. <laughs> like it wasn't even the store brand. It was oh, like man. below the store brand. Yeah. Sports so, Illustrated basement. It, <laughs> yes. And they were like, you know, write whatever you want. We We don't really have time to be picky here we have someone on every campus I have to yeah, do a lot of we, things
0: lady we don't care yeah <laughs> so I was writing about click. like the
1: bird masks mm. and I was writing about Damian Lee rapping and like all the kinds of things and so apparently he saw that and that's how he handled handed huh. myself off to them yeah so that's
0: well c- c- credit to you for trying for that internship that wasn't even a full internship I love that I like people who no matter where they're at they they you know give it the old college try
1: literally the old college try yeah
0: yeah just being on zoom with you i got it my face is old i think your face looks great oh my god i feel so grumpy looking like i don't I got think these you look big... grumpy at all,
1: all like right, you're pushing all your cheeks together that's... yeah that's <laughs> what
0: i am doing that what's up with your skincare? what are you doing
1: well men if
0: men if you don't care fine you can skip ahead okay trigger warning we're going to talk about skincare for
1: five minutes Go ahead. I literally got into an argument at my friend's birthday dinner with her boyfriend because <laughs> he did not understand the value of skincare. And I was like, you don't I have mean, to. My but boyfriend puts hand lotion people. on his face
0: sometimes.
1: And it was like, wh- he what says are doing? He, he, I think he washes his face like shampoo. What I, it's are not we doing? About- Men? It, he wanted like a, a fix-all to, okay, does skincare work? And I'm like, for some people, yeah. and for some people, it just makes them feel good. And not everyone needs a super, you know, I was just like going through all these things. I was like, everyone needs some things like sunscreen. Yeah. You only get one skin. So you should probably
0: make it as stretchy as possible. That's in your best interest. I think
1: the the thing is like, it's not a, nothing is a cure-all for everyone. Nothing across the board is going to work. Well, we everyone. do that with
0: everything. We do that with diets. We do that with get rich quick. We We all are like, what's the answer? It's like, well, yeah. I get like
1: to find out. Um, I use retinol now. Ooh, which I think only starts to work after like six months. And damn, that's an
0: investment. I mean, I need to see results. So,
1: which is why I'm saying that I don't think that that's it primarily. Mm. But my dermatologist like threatened me a year and a half ago about using sunscreen. And so I've been using that religiously and I drink a, an absurd amount of water. That's my problem. And for a while before my brother's wedding, I was breaking out and I was like, Jesus, I was like, I'm 27. My brother's getting married. No prospects in sight for me, which is not a pity thing. Like I don't want it. I know what I mean, but. But I'm just like, God, I'm going to my brother's wedding and I'm pimpled. You know, I was just pissed. And yeah. so I called my dermatologist and I was like, look, Dr. Black, what is going on? You know? And so then she she prescribed me this antibiotic that I think a lot of people take like as a actual permanent solution, which is called doxycycline. And I had it uh, three months ago and I still literally have not had it. <laughs>
0: Damn.
1: Not one. Damn. But that's, that's like purely um that's acne for the rest of the i genuinely think it's the water
0: yeah it is yeah it absolutely is i know that that's the answer i just keep
1: it's so hard you know what i did i bought one of those stupid water bottles yeah i have one that i got every
0: year that i go to a thing they give you a hydro flask or whatever
1: and i never use them do you have the thing where it like marks out like oh it's 9 a.m good job or it's now it's no 10 that's what you need to get they're so embarrassing encouragement. It's the only problem yeah. but it tells you like hey it's 12 30 you haven't had a drop yet you know you're like this far behind your goal so
0: it talks to you it yells at you
1: no that's just it has writing on i'm just oh Writing for you. You're projecting
0: yeah. a yeah, personality projecting. onto your water bottle. <laughs> yes. I get it. If it's gonna work for me, I'll try anything. I need to be hydrated. Uh, all right. So you you were a waitress, a, sorry, a server. server. I'm gonna keep doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then you interned. I mean, now we're shortening it, but it's because she went into the details already. And then you started working at the ringer. Was that uh stressful, exciting? What did that feel like? Were you ready? Were you like, let's do this? Because you have a confidence now. I don't know if you have you always just been this confident person? Because, yeah, that's where. So where tell me more about that. Where's that come from? (laughs) Where'd you get that?
1: I don't know most of it's in the market you know what I mean I was a huge like I think I was in a high school or middle school I mean there's it's you know riddled with a bunch of like does everybody like me is everybody okay with me and then you get on the internet or you get one job ever and you're like no people don't there's gonna be like for everyone who likes you there's someone who doesn't like you and that's still extremely hard for me to grapple with like yeah one to one
0: ratio is tough we were just like what do you mean yeah, exactly. To,
1: and I'm like, can I win positive. them over? Like, do they want to have lunch? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you like, you just see some people you don't want to show a PowerPoint of why maybe they might like you and you guys might be friends. Like, you know, so you have the PowerPoint,
0: but you just don't show it to some people.
1: It's reserved for some people. Yeah. yeah. But then the other people you want to show it to, you're like, well, are they going to think I'm going to try hard? Am I dead? Yes. I like, Here's the thing. I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: You have to try pretty I have hard to, sometimes. Like,
1: you have to. Sometimes you have to try hard. Yeah. Um I my like give this credit to my mom and uh just literally reading a reading lot. lot. Reading. extremely precocious. Yeah, and I I was always the first one to know precocious. about things cuz I'd read about it. Uh-huh. Like I, I told my friends about sex. I was like guys, you're never going to believe what I just read in this novel about. Did you like, Oh, did so you, you read it on
0: girl.com with a u? That's
1: before your no, time. No, literally you in like up. old English timey books. They were Man, and we I was my friends. I, I stayed with my uh,
0: boyfriend's grandmother. This is, uh, to just to set up the story, we were in. She's ninety four, plus or minus two or three. Uh, and we, I was like, She had like a. We stayed in a room that had a bunch of old books, and so I'm looking at all these old books, seeing if there's anything cool. And there was one that was like every question you've ever wanted to ask about sex, but we're too afraid. And I realized it was like a book written for the ladies back when ladies didn't often talk or have access to any of that information and it was one of the filthiest things I've ever read but it was because they just had to genuinely explain to people like they had a fake person asking all these questions but I was fascinated by it and of course because she's not my grandmother whereas Dan was like can we stop can you put that away (laughs) he was like all right I don't think she read it she couldn't possibly have read all of the books in this condo that she has got a Uh, wall bookshelf so i don't think she's read them but maybe that one
1: let's not underestimate uh, that binder had
0: had creases in it like she had been cracking that thing open
1: yeah wow that sounds like a great i mean that i wish there were so many things we would have learned because it's as a as a not cis male the things like what you want out of the experience you really have to, like, live through and talk to people. You have to, like, campaign to understand Yeah, what the f- is going on. And then yeah. it makes sense. And then you're like, wait, so we've just been, like, short-circuiting us in everything? Yeah. Yeah. They should yeah. give that to boys. What, that, that book, book should- about sex? Yeah, the book about sex for women should be given to boys.
0: No, yeah. See, I think men just are born with it. Men just know, okay? Men are just a- a- ahead of us. They're born ahead of us, you know? They've got more knowledge. They've got more men um, You guys can see
1: this. There's literally a gun to Katie's head. Right insane. <laughs> this is a hostage situation.
0: Hi, it's just Katie. Quick break. Quick break from Haley to tell you about Flame Bears, because today's podcast is brought to you in part by Flame Bears, which is a podcast championing the women seeking to compete in the 2021 Tokyo Summer Olympics and Paralympics. It shares their incredible, often unheard stories as they light the way for women around the world. Celebrate women athletes who don't receive the media attention they deserve, which is problematic because representation matters and a lack of representation makes it near impossible for younger girls to see their future selves in someone who doesn't quote-unquote, exist today. We all need hope and inspiration now more than ever. Girl, preach. Uh, learn lessons in grit and ambition from these elite athletes. Listen to Flame Bears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you, you listen to this podcast, or wherever you listen to Spinsters, or wherever you listen to all fantasy everything. Okay, back to Haley now. Uh, speaking of men, uh, you, you've you been, one of the things I really like about speaking your podcast. Of <laughs> speaking of men. Speaking of men. Um oh no. <laughs> you it, no, I was it was a fake transition. Your podcast is good. I meant to say that. I don't know if I did yet, but it's very good. Thank you. And what I like about it is, you know, the the way that you and Jordan approach topics and just the topics that you pick, I think speak to an audience that perhaps one could say is underserved. In sports media and you're also not you don't lead with that you're not like we're the podcast for these types of people you just make your podcast and i think <laughs> it attracts those types of people um one of the th- episodes that i think a lot of people listened to recently was about john c billups uh and that whole thing if i may Because everybody else gets to kind of gloss over it. So in service of talking about talking about it, we're just going to gloss over the it and assume everybody listening knows what it is. Um, It's something you said at the beginning of that episode, you were like, it's a podcast that doesn't always get to be fun. Sometimes it has to be serious because we're women and we don't get to, sometimes we have to get serious about stuff. And it's, I, I was like, whoa, I've said the same thing because it just reminded me so much of when Ray Rice, when the Ray Rice, what other fun word, fiasco happened. Uh, Again, doing what most people do in sports media, which is glossing over the horrid details of it in service of talking about something else. When that happened, I was host. I was trying to be a person who had a sports comedy show. It's why I showed up here. It's also why I, you know, learned to not freak out when people were like, "Why don't you know this fact about 1992 Knicks?" And I'm like, "Because that's not why I'm here. I'm here to make jokes. You give me the info, and I'll make it funny." Uh, And then that happened, and I felt really guilty almost is the best word I could use for it, showing up to work and making jokes about sports when there was this thing happening. And I was also watching sports television being like, well, no one's talking about it, which you would think would make me feel better of like, oh, well, I don't have to. There's no responsibility. But it made me feel worse because I was like, well, I could and I'm not. And what does that make me? And so when I heard you say that, I was just my heart was warmed in a way that I wanted to let you know, that's a, a I appreciate that you felt that same way and that you did the thing that you don't want to do because I think people don't understand. We also don't want to do it. We also don't want to take our fun, silly podcasts that we enjoy making and uh, talk about something like domestic violence or domestic violence accusations or rape accusations. It's not fun. It's also something I had to learn how to do because I, I didn't realize how that responsibility carries so much weight with it. I remember learning that advocating for uh, zero tolerance policies in terms of domestic violence is actually worse uh, for victims statistically. I remember learning that and being like, man, have I messed that up on TV? And so I'm curious now that I've spoken for 40 minutes in this interview, uh, I just want to hear about your experience with that responsibility and when you kind of realized it or if you always knew that that was something you were going to have to take on and then how you feel when discussing it because I think a lot of people feel anxiety discussing this kind of stuff and I think that if we talk about it that'll
1: we can break that down you know yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean but it's hard yeah because there's really no answer and if you're a if you're a woman or a non-binary person you're trying to get into sports you're trying to get into a boys club when we turn on the TV now, there are women, you know, if we turn on ESPN, there are women, there are use, you know, um, there are options now, but it is, it's still a boys club because the rules are still the same. Maybe the faces are a little bit different, but the rules are still the same. The people enforcing the rules are still the same. Um, the viewership that they're projecting toward that they anticipate who they think they're catering to is still the same and a lot of people so we're in still playing are still the same <laughs> yes a lot of people who are in charge are still the same and if if there is a woman put in that position she's also playing by those rules yeah. her boss is probably a dude you can think back to the I think the Blazers PR person who stopped Chauncey from answering a question about um his rape case I think the person who said who stopped him was a woman if I'm not mistaken, and that's a really, um, that's a, a really hard position to be put into. So with all that being said, we're, you're trying to get into this, or you're just trying to exist in this, or you're trying to, to, uh, get higher up in this. And I guess of all those categories, I would exist in the, the third, the latter getting higher, up, higher up in this. So at some point you have to decide, am I going to keep smiling and, like, laughing at these jokes that aren't funny. And, um, you know, we, we, <laughs> I think this is, like, actually a common thing with women which is like you know how to have a conversation with a guy so they feel like they left the conversation and it was good mm-hmm. like it was a good exchange even if you didn't enjoy it realizing like that every face i had ever been on was just me trying to make <laughs> they
0: had a good time and then yeah. left and was like oh i i didn't enjoy it but i never thought i never considered that and then i dated them for a while yeah and you have to
1: and then after a certain point you have to ask yourself do you wait now that they i know that they love and accept yeah. me do i even like them no yes Probably no um So there's a certain point where you have to decide, are you going to rub against that? And if, even if it's just the smallest thing, even if it's just tweeting like, Hey, I think that was kind of weird that nobody brought this up. You're very much deflecting or or defecting, sorry, wrong word. You're defecting from this whole thing. Like you're, you're basically like, okay, are you ready to be on this island by yourself? Because that's how it's going to feel. And I remember like, this was, it was hard at the beginning. And I remembered thinking, um, when I was at the ringer and like, I think the, the thing that really changed it for me was Derek Rose's case. Oh my God. Um, almost been five years. Derek Rose has a civil case where the woman alleged, um, gang rape. And in the proceedings, the judge, like, love Derek Rose. The, the, uh, the people who were deciding took pictures with him afterwards, he said he did not know the definition to consent. I think that the reaction to that was, it was a one, two punch because the reaction from people who said they liked my work or I was just interacting with them or I felt like more like them in that moment. Cause I was, you know, I was a fan. They were fans. Um, did I rub something on my face? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no, my, my amazing skin is not. <laughs> I'm just getting red because it's hard for me to, to talk hey, about this, but it's OK. I break out in hives. No one can see. You no, I, I don't know how you do this like on. Yeah, on actual screens. But anyway, that like the fans, they had a reaction that was like horrible. It was horrible. Like the this online community I thought I belonged to was like yeah. this is lying. This wants money, blah, 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 blah. And it just felt like I was like, okay, wait. So the facts are here. The out, the facts outside of this case are here. The facts within this case are here. The societal facts are here. Yeah. This is what you believe. You guys are a community that is built on statistics. Sports love statistics. Mm -hmm. It's been overwhelmed starting with baseball and ending now with basketball by analytics and statistics. And we live and die by these statistics. Yet you want to tell me you think it's likely that this person is lying with all of this proof that she has, all of this stuff that's in her corner. You want to say that she's lying or that there's some added element to it when you know the statistics. And so that's what was really hard for me. So I felt like that was a gut punch. And then the other punch was when I heard on a Minnesota broadcast, I think it was that uh, that not that year, but the following year when he was with Minnesota, there was this broadcaster who was like, he had a great game. It was like a 50-point game or something. I, I think I remember this. Yeah. And after the game, he's like, the announcer said, and you know, I can't be the judge of whatever he he may or may not have done, but this is really a comeback moment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's, that was when it's moment. just, it's like, you know what? <laughs> you don't care. You don't care. And so for a while I was like, okay, let me step out of this. Let me start mentioning these things in my articles. Let me see if how, we, how my editors feel about it. And all my editors have always been super receptive, um, from, though there were men, Riley Mac- Mac- McAtee, um, Matthew Dollinger, Chris Ryan, Chris Almeida, Danny Chow, anyone who ever edited a piece that I felt worried about, they're really good and, and helpful with, um, adding in that context. But you know, so you're scared because you feel alone and you're like I'm defecting from this club and I'm not going to get to be part of this club. That was hard for me. This most recent time though, and as it's changed, as you've alluded to earlier, you think that there's a demographic for the the things that Jordan and I want to talk about, the people we want to address. I've found out that there is. And that is actually really heartwarming because maybe I'm not speaking to people who I thought I was speaking to before. Maybe I'm speaking yeah. to people who are genuinely like also want to hear this. And so it's made it a lot easier, but there is, there is definitely an initial step where you're like, there we go. Like I'm jumping off this thing, you know, head first. I, I was, I've been working so hard for this, you know, for years. And, you know, I was, I was a server before. Am I going to be a server again? You know, you just don't know, but, um, there's a certain vulnerability in, there's a vulnerability in, in saying it. And then there's also the obligation that comes with it. Because once you decide that you are going to, like, once you decide that you're going to do this thing, which I'll call the right thing, then you also have to hold the people around you to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Or to do the thing that's just fair. Like, we don't have to make it sound like it's all, like, high and mighty, the right thing. Like, the thing that's fair and is appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like... I, I complained on Twitter. I was like, you know what to be, if I can soften it for you just a little,
0: it, I feel like you just held, um, somebody accountable. I don't, I don't feel that there was, uh, I don't think you attacked anybody. It wasn't my
1: intent. It's just frustrating. And, and so, yeah, so that's the thing is like you, every time you do that, are you just crossing yourself off this? And yeah, maybe I am. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm really early on in my career. So this might be like I know. really bad. I mean, but as,
0: as I'm talking to you, I'm like, you're talking to her like she's been through it a bunch of times. And this is an early time for you when well,
1: I, I mean, it's, I, I guess, um, it's, I have talked, to, it's been like a couple of years, but you just don't have, like, I don't have your platform. You know what I mean, mean? The, the repercussions for me are like, maybe this thing bit. in the, in the future yeah. won't be possible. And that's something I've had to swallow. Yeah, I think, I mean, genuinely, optimistically,
0: which I guess just means um, I have faith that the industry is being more receptive to it than they were before, even if it's just for the optics, I think is the way that I can. It's like I'm optimistic while remaining skeptical. but I don't think you need to worry when you hit send on a tweet like that, that you're uh, screwing something up for yourself in the future. And if I, if I may, from the mountain I'm sitting on top of, it, it, you, you going up the way in, following your heart, <laughs> this is to sound as corny as possible, uh, following, doing what you believe in will lead you to a better place than doing things you don't to get somewhere and then grappling with what you did to get there and trying to become and be the better person going forward. I think I've, I've been a pretty decent person, but I think even in this last year, I've learned that like, oh, I was, I wasn't paying attention to the things that I was doing. Um, And now I look behind me at the platform and I'm like, whoa, you don't hold on everyone. I'm a work in progress. Why are you all here? Because it happened really fast.
1: Yeah. That's the thing is you're like, wow, I'm a work in progress and I have a microphone in front of me. Yes, You know, it's, that's terrifying. And like, again, yours is like so ballooned for me, but there's, um, it's just like you said, there's the ways, there's the things that we preach. And the, I also had to learn that zero tolerance does not help the people who are, most affected by, um, domestic violence. And I was talking about this to Jordan like a week or two ago, you know, I, I've also had to learn like, man, I really fought hard to be in this media job and like blah, blah, blah. And like, you kind of have to take a step back too. like, I'm sure you've had this, you grappled with this too, at some point in your career. And this happened to me first, like embarrassingly only a couple of years ago, where you take a step back and you're like, okay. Like what did me being white have to do with this? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't mean I was gifted this, it didn't mean I didn't work hard, but it means that other people weren't given this gift, you know, of this, of this platform. And so what are you going to do to change that? How are you going to change how you speak? How are you going to change your support? Yeah. No, keep going.
0: That wasn't worth interrupting you for.
1: No, it's, I mean, there's just all kinds of things where you're like, I'm a work in progress. Me from when did I get hired? The ringer, two thousand. 16, 17. I don't know. Like that was a different person and that I was proud of that person at the time. Yeah. I'm proud of this person at the time, but I would not judge you. Like you also have to give the grace of like a, this person did not. Cause a, a lot of people didn't know about Chauncey. I didn't know about Chauncey. Yeah. Um, my, that's my, my podcast, grace in this moment has been like, look, if you're just
0: finding out for the first time, because I remember when I was on a show called crowd goes wild, my first TV show, we had, Mike Tyson? No, I knew about Mike. I I feel like maybe Floyd Mayweather. I didn't know because I'm not a, I didn't pay attention to that sport deeply. I didn't know. And I think I took a picture and put it on my Instagram and I got screamed at. And at first, because I was new, I was like, I'm, hey, everybody calm down. And then I realized that like, well, let me calm down. Let me go find out what they're talking about. And then I was like, okay, we don't, Katie Dolan does not- with Floyd Mayweather, and I know that solidly because I I read, I learned, I informed, and then I made my own opinion. But like the grace you're talking about is in you know understanding. Some people don't know should mm-hmm. they? Sometimes people that are in jobs where that you would think they should, they just well, like high people
1: hiring should know. You yes, because you have to do background checks.
0: That's their job is to do that. But like somebody who's talking about a coach who's a sports figure people are like you should know and it's like well maybe they know his record but if it's not being talked about it's less known it's like we all remember when bill cosby was something we all kind of found out about pretty recently uh in terms of when the crimes were it was much more comedy yeah it's like people forget people forget things i know it's a common internet refrain but people do be forgetting it's a thing we only have so much space in our brains and then, you know, I think the, the thing now of bringing everything out into the open and talking about it, while people get frustrated and angry and very angry, there's a lot of people with a lot of anger whenever they hear somebody even bring up an accusation and be like, can we talk about this? It's like, are you the court of law? It's like, no. Well, I think it's misplaced fear.
1: It that just... anger is misplaced and it's fear. As a person who's obsessed
0: with trying to figure out how to fix things i'm always just like how do you make them realize that it's fear and let them feel safe but also like you're safe but you need to come come this way walk with me for a little or also
1: i say scare them a little bit because whenever this is happening with the me too stuff too And with cancellations, if you, if your critical thinking skills will not allow you to take a breath and understand the simple demand of accountability that is often not even realized, it's not even fully realized. It's like, yeah, it'll be a conversation. It'll be a trending topic on Twitter maybe once or twice. That doesn't mean accountability. You know, having yourself being a trending topic once doesn't mean you've been held accountable. Having a blog written about you isn't being held accountable.
0: I think a lot of people don't understand the concept of accountability. It's becoming one of those words that we say that people are just like, they think it means you got to pay the price. And it's like in in a sense, sometimes it does. But mostly what it means is if if something happened or you did something, you own up to it, you listen to
1: the feedback, and you – grow. That's yeah, at the most like, innocent at it's most innocent form. Yes. The, the thing that I always say is like, look, there's, there's two parallel lines, right? And, or there are many parallel lines. That's how we're all living our lives. At some point, if somebody did a wrong to another person, they intersected. And from that moment on the person who was violated or done wrong, we get, we should, we can just say violated. Cause it's a pretty broad term, their life Is never, ever the same, and they are constantly just trying to reach you know whatever equilibrium they can. Again, their life's never the same. They don't have resources. If we're gonna you know talk about the um, the actual case that we're talking about here, they don't have the same resources. They don't have the same fame. They don't have the same money. They don't you know there's they're just trying to make their life the same again, but it will never be the same. Yet the person who did this. Cannot keep going on living the same exact life. And that is accountability is saying you've messed up this person's life. I'm not saying let's mess up your life, but like you can't keep going on and living the same exact life after you've messed up somebody's life. Especially that's just not how it works. (laughs) I think
0: you can't in a, in a deeper sense, it's like you can't just keep doing what you're doing and succeeding and also getting our silence. It's like you don't. Our also, and, you don't yeah. also get to be comfortable with it. Like if it, why do we have to be so uncomfortable? Why do I have to? Because with Derrick Rose, I'm glad you brought that specific case up. Was one where I read so much of it, which, in case you haven't ever tried to read, uh, like court file, it's not fun literature. It's not like a well written book. They're heavy and they kind of catch off guard with their heaviness because they come out of nowhere and you just get hit in the face with these details that you aren't expecting that can be really painful uh, if you have personal experience with them. And I, I read that one and it was the first time that I was like, oh, I don't have to consciously th- grapple with how I feel about, I know now how I feel about Derrick Rose. Once I read that, I was like, I can't look at him the same way again. Um and so it's like, once you've looked at it, it's hard to look away from. And yet what is kind of being told is that like, get over it, look away from it. And it's like, well, why, why,
1: why, why should I have to past? do that? Yeah. All of that. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's such an easy thing to say, but without, without anything, um, without any, wrongs being righted, you know, we do kind of take the place, this defensiveness that you and I have, which is very different from the defensiveness that someone who's like, well, get over it. It was in the past. Why, how, how long are you going to keep condemning a person who never paid any repercussions? Yeah. You know, like how long are you going to whatever, what, like we, I feel defensive, not just based on this, this person has been violated who I don't personally know. I feel defensive based off my the first friend I had who was raped and the first family member who I found out was raped. And, the you know, all these people who I've heard in my whole lifetime and nothing has ever happened. You know, like I this bent this built up like frustration and like loudness that I have is not based on one case. You know, the me writing for this victim and for, uh, the victim from the case that we are talking about. And, you know, like, it's not just new. It's not based on one thing. It's based on a system that doesn't help these people and that crushes them while the lives of the people who have violated them and have essentially like really put their lives off course is just uninterrupted. And like you said earlier, very comfortable. And it doesn't just make me uncomfortable, it makes me mad.
0: Yeah. I also think tangentially that, or maybe something I fear is that with all of this, whenever we get swept up in a movement of like cancellation and everybody runs to the polls, like one side goes way too far this way and the other side goes way too far this way, that we forget, we forget what it's actually about. I think that could happen with accountability where people forget that also you have to hold yourself accountable. I think there are some people who like to uh, yell about it and not check themselves. And I think we've seen a couple cases of that where somebody then gets, what about you? And it's like rolls into this big thing. Um, I feel like I should say I'm not talking specifically about rape. I mean, the general concept of accountability on the internet to pull us away from a topic that I think is going to hurt and we shouldn't keep talking about.
1: Well, you know what? That's a good, that is a good, like, this is a good example is like me. Let's say that I'm like, there's so many wrongs done about women. No, 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 no. Without being like, am I like, is there anything that I personally am doing? What, where am I standing from a point of privilege Which has very much been this like huge reckoning I've had the last, like, I guess it started like three years ago where I was like, I'm not a woman in media. I'm a white woman in media and those are Mm -hmm. different, you know? And so that's, that's like a good point. And yes, I would also, it does, it does hurt to talk about, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Venmo you and Travis for a drink after this and we'll have that (laughs) later tonight because if it's okay with everyone we're gonna we're gonna drop the the the
0: R word topic and we will walk away from it because but thank you for you know sharing that I think it's uh I don't know I think people don't talk about their personal experience and I think a lot of people think everyone's just yelling to yell that's the thing that bugs me it's like when I yell I don't want to be yelling but I'm yelling now and people are like I also like to yell and I'm like I hate it I hate yelling I like laughing I like laughing and hugging please let's stop yelling but I'm yelling cuz I'm
1: actually mad this I think you have a good yelling voice. voice though I do Yeah you have a even yes. when people imitate yells it can be very annoying I mine doesn't even sound like a yell it just I there's do an it. obvious change in my Oh my god, no. It's like that's <laughs> not a yell. That's like I'm a fake yell. What am I doing? Oh my but when god. you Yeah, it's just like a different, it's a change in my voice. I can do like three things.
0: I wasn't a theater kid. But I don't have me neither. Were you? I wanted to be. I desperately wanted to Katie, be. Katie, you didn't I need auditioned. to be a theater kid. I wanted so bad to have the voice of an angel. Can you sing? Mm-mm. I, no. I think I still think in somewhere deep down I could. But I, mm-hmm. I can't. Sometimes I'll record it and go, no.
1: No, same here. Sometimes I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, what the fuck? So I'll get out of the shower. I'll record yep. myself mm-hmm. singing the same song. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so different. So, so bad. And What's a like, karaoke that's- song? Yeah, I'm like that's not what the that- oh,
0: uh, Fiona Apple Criminal.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's a great one. Were you even born yet? Oh. <sighs> um,
0: when the song, song came out? Yeah. When did it come not. out? I don't. I don't know. I would say the '90s, but I could be wrong. Can I guess '99?
1: Yes, I was born. I'm not. Actually, I'm not, never mind. That would make me 23. Yeah, you're not much. <laughs> okay.
0: Not much older than that. What's your karaoke song?
1: I have a couple. It depends on the mood. Um, my favorite. 97,
0: by the way. I think.
1: Yeah, I was born in '93. Oh. Oh. My first karaoke song is "Like a Virgin." Ugh. Second one's Valerie. Anyone Valerie
0: else? is a great one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. And then um, any Abba. Abba. I am that woman. Yes. Any Abba.
0: Is that a mom? Is that did you get that from mom? Oh, Does 100%. mom love Abba? Yeah. We
1: we like went to Mama Mia. We My watched Mama all of them. Did Mia, you? Yes. Yeah, I love ABBA because I love my mom. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, that's so funny. My mom and I used to, I think, at weddings, our song, whenever we were at family weddings, we would dance to Dancing Queen. I mean, we are just a stereotype, but. Yeah,
1: it's it's a painful stereotype, but one that I'm willing to live out because I love ABBA. And it gives me so much joy.
0: I love Billy Joel because of how much my mom loves Billy Joel.
1: Oh my God, my favorite song is Vienna.
0: Oh, it's a really pretty song.
1: Yeah, it's a great It's a nice song.
0: Billy Joel deep cut. Yep, a deep Joel cut.
1: only on sports
0: (laughs) the podcast that goes there because we're not afraid (laughs) we are not afraid to talk about billy joel's lesser known hits (laughs) (sighs) what else it's the thing about going there once you go there you're like where should we go next um oh wait there was more news about chauncey today though do we have to talk about that did you see it that's my cops those are my cops no one else's cops.
1: I've been working, and then I'm not gonna lie. I was uh, napping, laying out, reading a book <gasps> for like a good chunk of today. Yeah,
0: damn, it was a nice. Well, it's morning. only two o'clock, so a good chunk of today. Uh, I've been awake for th- four hours. Yeah, hours, so <laughs> you're in a safe space. But so Shohei Otani doesn't uh, sleeps in too. So if it's good enough for Otani, it's good enough for me. Sleeping yeah, in same. is where it's at. Same. It's, I encourage it. I think everybody should sleep in all the time. How was your pandemic? That used to be how these podcasts would start. And now it feels like well, it's almost over, but now it's going to start again. How was the begin- how did that affect how was that? Where were you?
1: It was really hard. I uh I not to like do the whole binary when I don't think it exists, but like I'm definitely leaning toward extrovert and I really like to go out. I really like to travel. I really like to like, okay, how many dinners, you know, we'll go to dinner this week and we'll do drinks, you know, all of those kind of things I'm really like big into. And so it was really hard. Um, like just on a personal life shakeup level, I've never been alone that much in my life. I would never like to be alone that much ever again. Um, It's like, it's funny because my friend, Sean used to joke. He'd be like, you just don't seem like camera. And like, I'm fine with being alone. That's totally fine, but not for like months. You know what I mean? That's a little too much. I ended up going to my mom's for a chunk of the pandemic and then things were wonderful again, you know, not wonderful, but I was like, Oh, I'm not depressed anymore. You know, I'm with my mom and we would watch mama Mia and we would, you know, whatever she would cook for me. My mom's a pastry chef. So, Ooh, yeah, there are levels to it. dangerous. I mean. Yeah. Um, What's the best thing she makes? It's hard because it, people ask me that it really depends on what type of dessert you like, because she can make things so well that it, it truly depends. I don't want to limit her to one thing. Like my my favorite thing that she makes is extremely simple because it, it reminds me of my childhood, chocolate cookies, but she does them so well, but What's she also- about them. They're like a perfect texture. I mm. like like a mix of airy and it's my siblings and I differ on this, but I like like a little bit of a crunch and like so a t- like a Tate's
0: almost. Have you ever had a Tate's cookie?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Those like thin crit? Never mind then. Keep oh, going. I know what
1: you're talking about. Yeah. But hers are like thicker. Okay. I mean, literally next time she makes them, I'll, I'll send you some because okay. she, she's figured okay. out how to send them in the mail so they don't, you know, so they stay the perfect. Okay i have my yeah. PO box. Okay. I, she I'll does check like, it she every can do day. chocolate chip cookies. She can do, um, you see on chop where they're like, stuff's coming out of a helium tank. Like, what? you know, I don't know. Guess yeah. Molecular gastronomy. The, yes. Thank you for Damn. that. She lights on fire. What? Like, yeah, yeah. She's wow. it's crazy. She's so really good, good at a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. There's always a little, oh, a little bump coming out of here. Yeah. So what? Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's a happy bump. Exactly. So that, um, that really cheered me up, um, living with her during the pandemic and the rest of it was just like, I have to adjust, you know, but it was also a good reset of what do I want in my life Mm. and how much do I want work to consume it? How much was work consuming it before?
0: Yeah. That's even the work I want to do. That rocked all of us
1: when you were like, whoa, I I, work life balance. I didn't have a life. Wow. I did a hundred percent. Yeah. I literally changed jobs in the pandemic. So it was a big reckoning for me. Easy. Yeah. It was, that was weird. Um, tough.
0: It's been a tough year. And then I'm like,
1: no, it hasn't not in comparison to people who've had a very, very tough year, but I think, you know, I think it's still okay, but it's still okay to, if you're saying like, I've been totally fine, then that's, probably less yeah that's that's weirder if i heard that from somebody was like my life was not changed at all i'd be like what's up what was your um pandemic email line like i would say hope you're doing okay all things considered type thing (laughs) yes mine was like hey I hope you're doing as well as possible during this time. Yep. <laughs> like, so during bad. during
0: these trying times. I mean Ugh. man, I things got hacked so quickly during the pandemic. Trying yeah. times, social distancing jokes.
1: I became a, a lot more earnest. People used to a lot clap
0: at seven o'clock every day for the healthcare workers. Oh my God. The very pots sweet. hands thing. But then it kept going. And I was like, I'm now interested in when are people going to stop? Is this going to be a slow fade out? Are we going to do this for the rest of our lives? I proposed the other day that at seven o'clock, Dan and I just lean out the window and start doing it again. See if anybody, did hey. we stop caring? It's just a fat, it's been a fascinating social. It's not like I'm anti-support.
1: I'm just like, how is 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 can I hear this like why yeah. don't you just donate every day donate something? I was like hey
0: we could probably help by um wearing masks I think this the frontline workers would, would appreciate if we it stayed inside
1: mm-hmm. yeah that'd be huge
0: but luckily we might get to do that again soon I think I heard vaguely Stay inside? through a grapevine yeah with all these oh. variants shout out I know. shout out viruses a thing that I never had to devote this much of my brain to
1: you know wow. what else is? I really, the, here are two positives for me. Uh, the dog thing happened. Oh, and you got your dog in the pandemic. We found her. Oh my gosh. She was on a rope. My mom. So my mom used to live in like a Lake town that was small in Florida. And this was right when I was first visiting her and she was driving to get a COVID test. So we like, we could make sure we could see each other. I literally quarantined. I, came to Florida, quarantined, and then went and saw my mom. That's smart. Cause the one time that my boyfriend
0: who's a comedian who would leave on the weekends, one time I was like, eh, screw it. You don't have to quarantine. Just come back. He gave me COVID. So you were doing the right thing. I
1: Keep have going. a very funny story about a comedian relationship that I, okay. I'll tell you. Ooh. It's probably for offline. Okay. Um, so my mom was driving to get a COVID test, literally sees this tiny little like dot on the road. She comes up. It's a Puppy, it's shivering, and she opens the door, and the dog just runs into her arms. (gasps) No chip, no collar, no nothing. She put up a bunch of like, "Is this your dog?" You know, posts on on all the Facebook groups, and nothing. So now it's my dog, and it's the cutest dog. Yeah, she's so cute. What a cute. What was the other thing? Was that the first thing I said? What was the other thing? Oh, I started. I literally have read like an animal. Oh, what'd you read? What's the, what would you
0: recommend right now? Not like best book ever, but just like what's something you're high on.
1: Let me pull up my list from this year and last year.
0: Jesus, this is going to make me feel insecure. I read, I read
1: read a lot on the internet. I literally just read An Apprenticeship of the Book of Pleasures by Clarice Lispector. My dog's freaking out. Is it a bird? I like literally my Kentucky jumps out when she wants to go chase something. I'm like, go get her. Oh, that's cute. Myrtle's yeah. also now
0: freaking out because she feels that another dog is freaking out because there might be a bird. She so. can feel it. Yeah, she's yeah. like, is she going to get she's the like, bird? I'm, like- I'm getting bird energy. Is there a bird affecting a dog getting- somewhere else?
1: <laughs> Have you read um, Ola Poppy? No. By J.P. Brammer. Is it's it good? It's really good. Yeah, I, I actually finished that one more recently. Okay, I'm writing it down. <sighs> Here.
0: All right, I'll read a book. I'm working through like three at once. Myrtle, there's nothing at the door, but you're right. It's time to wrap it up. Haley, thank you for uh, coming here and doing this and talking to me. Thanks for having me. me. I didn't even realize it had been an hour. I was still like, oh, no, what else are you going to ask? But I <laughs> don't have to ask anything because it's over. Um, if people want more Haley, which they should, where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can listen to Spinsters, a basketball podcast on everything.
0: Wherever you get your podcast.
1: Spotify, Stitcher. I blanked for a minute on where the people actually them. get podcasts. That's yes, them. those are the ones. Mm-hmm. You can go through the desktop, I'm sure, if you if that's more for you. Sure. Um, we we have new pod art. Have you seen this? No. And I'll show you a picture. It's really cute. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Something. I'm considering starting up my Instagram again as well.
0: Oh, what do you mean? Like you just
1: you still have it, but you don't use it? Do we follow each other on Instagram? I I, I don't posting, use it. I never use I it. I think my last post is September 9th twenty
0: twenty. Yeah, My I just think I'm gonna do it Myrtle. again. Yeah, you could put clips of your pod on there. No. Okay. I was. I mean, I don't. I, I, just I like to, I like to. Like, like. Okay.
1: I was always like. Okay. Instagram is my life. Twitter oh, okay. is not. You know what I mean? Sure. They're all my life.
0: Unfortunately. I don't know how to pretend to be something. You do a really good job
1: of integrating, I think.
0: I do? Thanks. Yeah. I'm trying I'm to learn trying to, to pl- take your compliments, so thanks.
1: Yeah, you're like a champion deflector.
0: Yeah, I don't like to let kindness in. It's the depression. Haley, thank you. That's it. You can go. You're the best.
1: <sighs> thank you, Katie. Thank you, Travis.
0: Hi, Travis. She was great. Wasn't she great?
2: I enjoyed that conversation.
1: Yeah, she's the best. Uh, She's such a <laughs> sweetie.
0: Um got sad there for a minute and I, I tend to do that. And in my head, I was like, Travis must be yelling at me.
2: It was a little bit of everything. But I, I think I laughed the most at the beginning. Uh, when you're talking about moisturizers and lotions and stuff, because I'm like oh, when you said like your brother just uses like no. lotion on his face. No, like, I
0: said Dan. It was Dan. Oh, yeah,
2: I'm the same way.
0: Yeah, I know. The and lotion
2: I use for my arms sickening. and legs is the same, like whatever's left but do over Do you my put hands? it on your face? Yeah, I'll just do like the yeah, forehead, every day. Just about. I've got this um, Australian gold. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like what is it? So it's right. Hold on.
0: Oh, he's getting it. He's gonna grab. Oh, moisture.
2: It. Oh, Australian gold moisture lock.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Well, they it, don't sponsor the podcast.
2: It so. smells amazing.
0: All right. That's Travis's skincare routine. <laughs> for all the curious minds out there, big thank you to Haley for coming by and doing that and giving us an hour that flew by. I genuinely thought we had just started and it was over. So. That's a good thing. Um, Should I tell them about Gatorade? I think we should. Okay, I'm just going to do it as me. Gatorade knows there's no one path an athlete takes to unlock their true greatness. Did you know that? I bet you didn't, but Gatorade did. For DK Metcalf, who listens to this podcast, hi, DK, greatness starts with an early morning grind, capital letters, going hard when everybody else wants to quit. For world record-breaking track star, Sydney McLaughlin, also a listener, shout out. It's all about setting a goal and working hard every day to shatter it. Well, wait, that doesn't, you don't shatter a, I understand what they're going for. For Jason Tatum, close personal friend, greatness starts with giving everything to live up to the legends that came before him. Whatever path you take to greatness, Gatorade's there to help you fuel it. It's kind of like doesn't matter what car you drive; it all takes the same gasoline, and that gasoline is Gatorade. Is that bad? Do you think they didn't, that was well? There's I, different kind.
2: I mean, Gatorade, well, there's different, different flavors. flavors.
0: Sure, just like there's different octanes, but yeah, still. Sometimes, just sometimes you need
2: diesel, which you go with the regular Gatorade. Well, yes, you and then some cars on an like, electric,
0: and now you're really yeah. pulling apart the metaphor, Travis. But I think as a as a one off line there, I think it worked. And I think Gatorade would have been perfectly happy with it because greatness. Starts with a G.
2: I do. So does
0: gasoline. Um, That's it for this week's edition of sports. Shout out to sponsors. Go here. They were Gatorade and um, Flame Bears podcast. Uh, And don't miss Abby's Places. Oh, Abby Wambach. Okay uh abby's Places is a new espn series uh abby takes you around the country to get to the heart of soccer history and its cultural impact abby's places is now screaming
2: streaming it's not screaming i mean it could be screaming
0: <laughs> it's streaming on espn plus i mean here's the thing peyton's places worked right because it was papa but now they're going to turn places into a series and just put other abby's places sounds like a where you buy kid's toys made of wood
2: like, all the um, grandparents buy for your Yeah, for it's grandkids? like,
0: oh, we got we'll this over at Abby's places. Like, oh, that's nice. Like, why
2: what does my daughter precious, want a wooden train?
0: Remember that, that store called Precious? Was it Precious Moments or Precious Memories? It was the store in the mall where you could buy anything and get it engraved. So it was always like Mother's Day gifts and Father's Day gifts. No. I
2: don't uh, remember
0: that one. A big thanks to you guys for listening now. And then a second time, maybe even a third. This was a fun one. It was a good one. That's I pr- good, And good I, one. I
2: promised everybody I, I, once this gets posted, I won't pull it down and stop. Yeah, that'd here. be
0: nice because, uh, you know, not only the Reddit was freaking out, but I also was like, what did I do? But it was you. You forgot to put an ad read in. Blame Travis. But it was OK. You put it back up. And the Reddit for was freaking everybody... out, though. Well, they weren't freaking out. I think it got upvoted a couple times, but they weren't freaking out.
2: I could feel it. So I was like, I posted yeah, a couple anyways. on two different That's... places. That's can posted, post
0: it, guys. Okay, so Travis, that's how Travis says he's sorry.
2: I admit when I'm wrong.
0: Well, did you? Did you say you were sorry? Yeah, I said I was sorry. Hold people accountable. Uh, you could always just leave us a nice review whenever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them, like this one, from... What the hell am I supposed to do with this, Travis? Like this one from... That's V-C-C-H. V-C-C-C-H. V-B-C... Z-X-V-B-B-B. It says, Katie, please be the mental health correspondent for all the podcasts. I don't know how so many people are still so bad at talking about anxiety, depression, et cetera, but I guess maybe it's only we lucky few who have experienced an actual panic attack. My brain is a frazzled mess, but listening to you makes it seem more normal. Love you. Mean it. Travis seems like a pretty good hang too. Hey, I knew it had to mention Travis somewhere.
2: Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to be, you know, talking on this podcast. I was like, how do I insert myself into no, a podcast?
0: That's really good. But you always find a way anyway. And now you found two ways. And I I commend you for that. Also, um, it's hard to talk about. I think that's how so many people are bad at it. It's hard. And there are still some times where I've said this to Travis. We finish the podcast. I'm like, oh, did I say the wrong thing 55 times? Um, But then I just have to take a deep breath. and remember that you guys know me and you got me. So I'm doing my best. Uh, I think I'm going to look back at this time and be like, I did a podcast two days a week during the depths of a, of the deepest depression of my life, and I think I'm going to be proud of myself for it. But in the meantime, it's like, whew, I still have to go to the supermarket today, and that feels like a mountain to climb. Give me a pep talk, Trev.
2: I think, I mean, you are, You had earrings in earlier. I did. Clearly, you saw that, right? Yeah. And you. so if you had earrings and like going to the supermarket, like that's, I've, you've got this.
0: I got to put on shoes and a bra.
2: But, I, I mean, if you got earrings, you were up and moving.
0: Yeah, that's good. Just what do you have to get? To the earrings. I got to get uh, ranch dressing because we're out again. And we want to get salads tonight.
2: I think, you can, I, I think you can do this one.
0: I also feel like he, this is what I do. I now have to think of other things I need at the grocery store so that I don't just go there straight for ranch. And then I'm going to waste too much time doing that. And then I'm going to go and then I'm going to f- come back and then I'm going to realize something I forgot. and then Maybe
2: have upset. a Gatorade before you go.
0: Ooh, because it starts with a G. And so does Go. Yeah. And so just does think, grocery store. What
2: would Sydney do?
0: Oh yeah. What would Sydney do? What would goals. DK Metcalf do? He Well, then she shatters them. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, your shatter goal, the goal is to go
2: to the supermarket.
0: And then I just have to shatter that. The only thing I shatter is dreams. Um don't forget that you can always uh leave a message for us with a question that we'll answer. It's eight six oh five oh six five five seven one. Is that it? Is there anything else?
2: I think that's it. That's okay, say,
0: say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. It's bye. I love you, mean it.